So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie and tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Hey, this is Nicole Kelly, host of Disarming Disability. Thanks for listening to the following show on Public House Media. It's no filter Friday on Public House Media, and I need to move this light. Like, this is, this is entirely too far away, I think. And maybe we'll turn this down just a skosh. There we go. That seems a little bit womp. I'll just have to stay right here so you can't see <laughs> this giant beam of light coming in. Maybe we'll move it just a tiny bit. See how this goes. Possibly. Maybe. I'm not sure. Okay. So. I'm going to move my chair so we're not... There we go. Works for me. Hopefully it works for you. Anyway, welcome to No Filter Friday on Public House Media. And we have, um, we have a bit of an agenda this evening. So we're going to talk about the Epstein documentary, Obvi. And then, um, my two friends put out an announcement that requires absolute congratulations on. And then I want to try something different because one of the reasons I started doing the show was because people were always asking me, like in my DMs and calling me like, what about this thing that happened? What about this person? Did this person rape this other person? What happened with this? Is this person a scumbag? And I was, you know, constantly answering a bunch of people's questions um, in like different mediums. And that's fine. That's cool or whatever. But that's how this show was kind of born. So... I think we're going to, in the spirit of the DMs, I think I'm going to start this uh, new thing that we're just going to try this week. This is one time. Audio's good. Thank you, David Bobke. You're an amazing man. Um, we're we're going to talk about an article on the show. We're just going to like gloss over it, and then I'm going to post it in the comments from the show, and then, and then, um, we're going to have like a further an, an after the show written discussion we're you know we're running hashtag me too university around here or at least spill the tea university possibly so we will see we will see how this goes i wanted to you know i love a good experiment i really do and it's corona time it's time to yellow like a mofo so why not i'm going to take a hot second to share the show and you should also share the show why because sharing is caring and it's important to do these kinds of things. Now that I'm trying to do the show from my phone, because it's way easier than trying to do a live show from the from a laptop on the like desktop version of whatever this live broadcast craziness that um everybody's doing now, because it just it just sucks. 
Like, it just sucks. I can't stand the new way. And I mean, we talked about this ad nauseum. I can't stand the new way that Facebook's doing the live, so it works better on my phone. So I'm going to read from here or whatever materials we're doing and then broadcast from my phone. Dunsies, wonderful. Yay! If you're coming in, can you leave me a comment, please? Please and thank you. That would be wonderful. Okay, so we'll start with our little congratulatory effort. So... A while ago, I was talking to my lovely, delicious friend, Alexa Poehler, who runs um, the Female Filmmaker Fuse podcast and the film festival and all that jazz. Um, and she told me, she's like, yeah, we got like, she's always has things cooking, but she had one particular script cooking and they were really, really excited about it. And I was like, wow, this is, you know, this is super gnarly. And we were talking about our other friend, Sarah Ann Massey, who is a Harvey Weinstein accuser and she was involved, still is involved in a lawsuit. And they finally made it to the trades this week that um, Sarah and Alexa are co-writing this script and Alexa's gonna direct it. So it's all it's all coming together. Now it's public knowledge so we can talk about it, which is really, really exciting. And I, um, I love and adore both of them. So it's very, very good to see something like this that would have just even months ago maybe would have never gotten this kind of press coverage from you know the trades like Hollywood Reporter and things like that and now because of people like Sarah and other Weinstein accusers and just other people that have you know really put their lives into the hashtag me too effort like we can do things like this now so it's just it's crazy so congratulations to both of them and everybody else involved and we're we're running into a new era of the things that we're allowed to do in this business, which is mind-blowing. Speaking of mind-blowing, um, I guess we're going to do this in reverse. So the Washington Post put out this article called Hashtag Me Too is at a crossroads in America, around the world, it's just beginning. And that's 100% correct. I think maybe just beginning is a little bit, um, a little colloquial, but still. It's this article that has all of these different um, articles within it from China, India, Japan, Australia, France, Nigeria, Mexico, the Middle East. Um, the ones that I thought were particularly interesting to me um, was Mexico in the Middle East because I didn't know anything about this Mexico movement going on. Or um, the hashtag mosque me too, <laughs> which, which was a, that, that's new. I haven't even heard of that. So... Um, I'm going to post that in the comments of the, of the show tonight, and we will talk about it together in the comments after we talk about Jeffrey Epstein. So this Jeffrey Epstein doc came out this week and everybody has been watching it. It's such a wonderful thing to put out during quarantine and, or if your state is still in quarantine, California, New York are basically in quarantine till the end of time. Um, whole state's wrecked. Can't really do much about that. Uh, but some of you live in states like Arizona, or Texas, or Florida, or Arkansas, or wherever, and you're not, you're not living the quarantine life like we are. Hello, Greg. Thanks for coming in, buddy. Um, if you're also, I see my little counter coming up. If you're, can you leave me a, leave me a comment, please, so I know who's in here. Please and thank you. Um, so what a wonderful thing to have come out during quarantine where everybody's like, ooh, spill this tea, Netflix. Uh, and everybody's been sliding in my DMs and texting, hello, Crystal. What's going on over there in DIY land? 
So the people that are sliding in my DMs or texting me about this are so shocked and appalled by this behavior. And I was like, oh, I'm so proud of y'all. I was really, really surprised. Like I thought this diet, zero calorie, non-fat, Splenda, sweet and low version of love the animal print. Yeah, man. Leopard print is my jams. Uh, version of what Jeffrey Epstein and his pals have been up to. I thought they were going to be like, ah, those girls are just a bunch of hoes. And turns out we've got some real empathy kicking around here, which is really, really amazing. Um, and I'm super excited about that. However, it still is the low cal, no calorie diet, fat free, Splenda, sweet and low version of what him and his friends have been up to. We're talking about people that have survived Jeffrey Epstein because not everybody has survived Jeffrey Epstein and lived to tell the tale or his buddies. Um, not all of them were, how can I say this? Of the teenage persuasion. Yes, they were all these, all of this statutory rape going on, uh, was of underage girls, but it wasn't just, he didn't just have a thing for teenager. These disgusting evil people didn't have a thing for like, Oh, I really like 14 year olds with braces. Like it wasn't necessarily like the R Kelly age group. They were going younger as well. And Ted Sarandos, who runs Netflix, keeps an interesting gaggle of friends. And it does not shock me at all that they put out the diet version of this Jeffrey Epstein story. Probably in a twofold situation. They had to say something about it because if they didn't, like, it'd get real suspicious real fast. But they're not telling the whole story. And... I've been saying this for the entire duration of this show, that Harvey Weinstein is a sacrificial lamb, and we are going, we are getting the drip feed of what the mainstream media deems palatable to the audience over time. Again, just like Harvey Weinstein, he was either attacking grown women or underage women, in the case of Kate Blanchett, where her agent was sending her over to his hotel room at night, but she was still a teenager. The things that these evil people have been up to for far too long also involve children and infants. And all of that is going to come out eventually. It's just not now. But I'm very, very impressed with uh, people's, the audience's empathy for these people and how sickened they are with this behavior. Which is great, because it's you're going to need all that empathy because it's only going to get worse from here. And that's... It's not a, it's a good thing that we can, we're going to get to a point where we can talk about it and put a stop to it, but these things have already happened. We can't go back and change the past. So it's not a good thing that we're able to do this now in hindsight, but it is a good thing that we're going to be able to fix it or at least try to fix it because you can't solve a problem without talking about it. You have to name the puppy, so to speak. And then you can dive into the horror show that came out of Pedophile Island and his plane that 
Lolita Express and the people that was on that plane repeatedly, constantly, over and over and over again. And now that the British media doesn't have Meghan Markle in country to pick on so much and take the heat for Prince Andrew, um, I was so surprised that they did they didn't cover his toe sucking fetish in this documentary. If you go back to the Prince Andrew episode of No Filter Friday, we talked about that. There was a girl that was like, he has a really he has a thing for sucking on little girls' toes while he rapes them, and it's like, really? Nobody Netflix felt the need to mention that small, tiny, innocuous detail? For real? Obvious? Okay, I'll wait. I'll wait around, Ted Sarandos. I will wait around until you give the go-ahead to rat on a lot of your friends. Because that's the thing about Hollywood, is that they're all smushed in together, and they have this mutually assured destruction deal that they've tied up together, and you know when you see, <laughs> this is a terrible example, but you know when you see, like, Navy SEAL training, and they're all, like, locked arms, and they're, like, floating in the waves or whatever? That's what pedoph pedophilia in Hollywood's like. They're all in on it. So once one domino is toppled, the rest are going to go by them. And Jeffrey Epstein's an easy target right now as far as, like, making documentaries about because he's dead. Didn't have a wife, didn't have kids that we know of. Um, granted, he was definitely breeding children. There's no doubt about that. Um, the one girl in the documentary that was like, yeah, I narrowly escaped without having to have a kid with him. Uh, he definitely had children with other... Well, he was definitely getting girls pregnant and then those infants are just nowhere to be seen or heard. Strange, right? But yes, Crystal, it is super gross. It's so, so, so incredibly gross. And this is just the first wave of it, but the improvement that we saw in the ability for the general population to be able to talk about it and be like, wow, this is gross. This is disgusting. How did this happen? What on earth was going on in Florida in 2004 with this gross miscarrying of, ju of justice? And how on earth was he able to bribe all of these police officers and all of these judges and all of these things? And again, when you have, I've talked about this at nauseum, I feel like, but when you have law enforcement and a judicial system that's soft on sex crime, that's soft on crimes against children, that are worst case scenario and on it themselves, or best case scenario, just unmotivated and don't believe that these kinds of crimes physically or mentally hurt people, that it's just some things that happen to you and you should get over it. That's the kind of blase mentality that paves the way for people like Jeffrey Epstein or any of his little friends to just drop off piles of cash at police stations and be like, don't mind this dentist chair in my home and my fetish for girls with braces. And they're like, yep, sure. Didn't even see it. It's just, it's like a little tiny root problem. I shouldn't say it's tiny, but it like, it's a root problem and then it grows into the monster that it is when people like Jeffrey Epstein and his friends can be like, the police aren't going to care. The judicial system's not going to care. 
I can get little girls to do all types of things to me for a little tiny $200. And if they don't, I can't see that who that is. Somebody's inviting or trying to get on the show and I don't know who it is. Um, and then creating a Ponzi scheme. And they're all, you know, wrapped up in this human trafficking thing. And he's kind of technically off the hook of like, oh, I didn't bring this person into my situation. This child did. They're under 17. They can't be tried as an adult. It was the little girls that did it to each other. It's all gross, man. It's all, oh, it's Amber. Thank you, Amber. Thanks for coming down. Um, it's all ugly. It's all gross. But the, the, the point being is, is that we're headed in a the proper direction, regardless of who Ted Sarandos is friends with. And over time, when all of these dominoes fall and we live in a world that is like, wow, that's not okay. And we're not going to put up with this. We're going to make sure that our law enforcement, our laws and our judicial system are upheld and that children or whoever are not, you know, if they end up being victims of these crimes and surviving these crimes, that there is a course of justice for them or, I don't know, preventing that in general and getting these people off the street and locked in cages where they belong before it happens, hopefully. So if you haven't watched the Epstein documentary, go ahead and do it. But if you haven't watched it, my biggest tip is to go do some reading on Jeffrey Epstein. And I'm not talking about the current stuff. I'm talking about articles that came out in 2000, between 2002 and like 2005. Go look at that old stuff. Go look at the old, old, old stuff and comb through the pictures and of the of the raids in his house and his island and things like that. Not this politicized stuff that's coming out 2019, 2020. Don't look at that stuff just yet. Go look at the old stuff, the society pieces and the, oh, um, you know, a little raid happened in this in Palm Beach in 2004. Go look at that stuff. See how you feel about it. Then watch the Netflix documentary. And then go looking into the articles that came out in 2019, 2020. And it will paint a better picture for you of what's going on. And of course, don't skip the comment section because that's where all the really good stuff is. So that's enough on Jeffrey Epstein. He doesn't deserve any more of our um, brain space. So this article, hashtag me too at its crossroads, what I think is interesting, and this is something that I didn't know about, is an article within this article is hashtag mosque me too, was about solidarity among Muslim women, which I think is a interesting thing that nobody really talks about. Hi, Roger. Thanks for coming in. I love and adore Roger Neal. He's so wonderful. So this is from uh, a woman named Mona... Elfaway? Not totally sure how to pronounce your last name. When I started the hashtag MoskMeToo in February 2018, I wanted to break the taboo that keeps Muslim women and girls from exposing the sexual violence they are subject to in Islamic sacred spaces. I was sexually assaulted twice during Hajj, the pilgrimage to Mecca in Saudi Arabia, um, Islam's holiest site, in 1982 when I was 15. 
and took me more than 10 years to be able to talk about it. In addition to the shame that unjustifiably flung at victims of sexual assault, a shame that had silenced me, Muslim women face another burden that discourages them from speaking out. They are caught between a rock and a hard place. The rock is a collective of racist and Islamophobes who are eager to demonize all Muslim men and all and are all too glad to use Muslim women's testimony of misogyny to that end. The hard place is a Muslim community that is eager to defend all Muslim men and glad to silence Muslim women to, from testifying to misogyny. Neither truly care about the Muslim woman. Ain't it the truth? There's nowhere for them to go. They are stuck between a rock and a hard place. They can jump out of the frying pan into the fire if they feel like it, but is it really going to get them anywhere? Not really. To stand up in solidarity with fellow Muslim women, I intended to follow in the steps of uh, Tarana Burke, who in 2007 first uh, said hashtag me too is an act of solidarity with young black women. I asked Muslim women who could speak out to share their experience of sexual assault in sacred spaces. Hashtag mossed me too quickly went viral around the world. I believe there's I think it's like 5 billion Muslim people around the world in various parts um, between the Middle East and Africa, Asia, the Americas, it's almost anywhere. Not a single man has been arrested or put in on trial as a result of, um, hashtag mosque me too. That was never my goal. Instead, I feel my goal is being achieved one woman at a time. Whenever a Muslim woman mentions the hashtag in social media and speaks about her. Oh, there it is. Okay, great. We're back. Um, it's so funny when this Facebook just decides to cut out on me. So very interesting. Whenever I put hashtag me too or Jeffrey Epstein into my show title, things go wrong with my broadcast. Never, never fails. Whenever a Muslim woman mentions a hashtag on social media and speaks about her sexual assault, I imagine her smashing that barrier. I was called a liar when I first spoke up about my sexual assault at Hajj, and now we are too many to be dismissed as liars. Um, she also wrote a book called Headscarves and Hymen, Why the Middle East Needs a Sexual Revolution and The Seven Necessary Sins for Women and Girls. Maybe we'll put those on the, the No Filter Friday mandatory reading list. We'll see. I should call her up and see how, see how she's doing over there because that's a big mission of hashtag No Filter Friday in 2020 is to really, really expand into the international ripple and reverberation of the hashtag me too movement from inside of Hollywood and seeing, you know, how we've, um, expanded to the rest of the world and how different parts of the world are harnessing it and wielding that power, um, for their own uplifting situation. So I will see you all next week for another <sighs> rendition of hashtag no filter Friday. And who knows, you know, now that we're getting into a more robust news cycle that is not just Corona, 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 um, every 3.5 seconds. And now we're starting to talk about different things. Hopefully this will keep progressing and Hollywood's all in a tangle, um, because of guidelines and no guidelines and you can shoot here, but you can't shoot in LA and like all that jazz. I was thinking about doing a broadcast just on that. Please let me know in the comments or slide in my DMs or whatever if you want me to do a live show on that. I've been thinking about it for a couple couple days, but it's not necessarily on brand for the show, but I don't want to deny audience 
what they want. So you're gonna you're gonna have to communicate. You're gonna have to tell me what you want, and then we will figure it out from there. So have a lovely, lovely week end or weekday. It's Corona time. It's all the same now. And I will see you all uh, next week for another No Filter Friday and check out other shows on Public House Media because we're getting new ones. Like there's a new show Catch Up that just came out. And of course we have the amazing uh, tried and true faithful shows of Public House Media like Choose to Rise and um, Confessions of a Military Spouse and Disarming Disability, all those fun shows, and give them a rating or a subscribe, you know, all that stuff. And I will see you all next week. Bye, 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 bye.